Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. Good thing. Why, good morning, everyone. And welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> good morning. Welcome back to Fight Club, everyone. Super excited to be here with you this Tuesday morning. As you know, we are a group of self-employed industry experts, and we're here to cover four areas of business. So we have marketing, operations, employee management, and money. And we like to keep this conversation super casual and help you find an area to fight for your business this week. So we're super excited today to have our guest, Cody McKinley, with us. He um, owns a construction company, so we'll let him kind of break that down for us shortly in a minute, but I'll go first with some introductions. My name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a power washing company in West Palm Beach with my husband, and I've been working in marketing for about six years. Super excited to say welcome back to Fight Club and welcome, Cody. Can you give everyone a brief rundown about yourself and the business? Oh, sure. Uh, thanks for having me first off. It's very exciting. This is actually my first podcast to be on, so thank you for that. Uh, love it, love it, love avid, it. Avid, <laughs> avid social media runner with all the Facebook, all the Instagrams, TikTok, stuff like that. Uh, we run an exterior construction business that dabbles in interiors as well, uh, mostly focusing on outdoor living, outdoor kitchens, fireplaces, stuff like that. We're based out of Dallas, nice. uh, mostly the north part. Awesome. So, and Megan's not gonna be with us today, but um, we she's in Kenya with uh, some family and friends. We wish her well, but next up's gonna be Michelle. Yeah, Give hey there. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars. My husband is around somewhere talking to someone. You can hear him in the background, so I will mute myself if he gets too loud. He gets very excited on sales calls. What can I say? <laughs> um, and Cody and I work together uh, every day. He's a client of ours at Pink Collars, and so we talk about systems um, when we're here at the Fight Club and how to put systems in your business that really help you scale. So welcome, Cody. I'm super excited to see you and uh, thrilled to hear some more ins and outs about your business. <laughs> and I'm Martha Woodward, and I am the co-founder of Quality Driven Software. I own a maid service in a neighboring state. And lastly, I just work with people to help them build happier workplaces. So we're excited to have you, Cody. And uh, that's cool. This is your first podcast. So <laughs> we're we are a good one to start with because yeah. it's like I said, just a casual conversation and we're going to go where you go. <laughs> Wherever you take, well, we'll start with marketing, Cody. Um, okay. I have to ask, cause I absolutely love the genius behind this. Where in the world did coffee and construction with Cody come from? And how was this born? I need to know. Uh, well, coffee and construction result in me liking to hear myself talk. Um, and, <laughs> Perfect. And what, what do they say? There's that book out called They Ask You Answer. You know, so you try yeah, to give them the information they want ahead of time and answer little questions. Um, coffee and construction was a cheeky, probably inspired by one or two beers you know, to get started and uh, you just Perfect. get out there and you start filming and trying to answer questions. And I don't know about you guys, but you deal with everybody every day and the questions become 
it's not mundane, but they become, you become, how can I answer this in the most smart aleck way without making someone offended? And that's yeah, where yeah. coffee and construction starts to get born, right? Um, maybe someone will pick it up and listen to it eventually. Maybe I'll get more creative with it. Um, and then yeah. I have to have that uh, that Dallas Cowboys Cup just to irritate my friends <laughs> from north. <laughs> I did notice I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, so I won't take it too much to heart. But um, I will say I watched like five or six of them back to back earlier this week. And I was like, this is amazing. They're, you know, they're right around a minute, um, maybe a little bit over, maybe a little bit under. And you're getting right to the point. You're showing who you are as a business owner, what your company represents and how yeah. to answer these particular questions that, like you said, really do become almost annoying in a sense for business owners to answer <laughs> constantly when you don't have it somewhere that your clients can immediately go to and find those answers. So I absolutely love it. Um, was it kind of started in COVID? Is that when you kind of got the idea? Cause it looks like they were all kind of started in 2020. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, COVID had nothing really to do with it. Um, probably more of it was maybe Tom talking about more content, more stuff. Uh, more videos, pull your phone out and make something. Uh, I knew it all myself. There's a little tripod, it's a remote, and there'll be 50 bad ones before I pull a good one. And then, <laughs> and then every now and again, I'll just put up a bad one. I don't know. I just let it just be <laughs> honest. Um, my marketing people tell me the more honest, the better. And their people get tired of they get tired of seeing. Look at my power washed parking lot, or look at this fireplace. They want to hear what you actually have to say. Yeah. I think one of my favorites oh, that you kind of actually talked about, sorry, Michelle, um, was in regards to pricing going up for construction. And it was this kind of segue into finances. I'm going to take over finances mm -hmm. for Megan sure. today. So um, when you talked about it on the video, you were just open and raw. You were like, you know what? Prices aren't going anywhere. It is what it is. If you want the patio, <laughs> you want to do the remodeling, you might as well do it because it's not going to change. So. I think right. that as a fellow business owner and consumer myself, I respect because that's the type of person I like to work with. I like you said, honest, straightforward, giving you exactly what the black and white details are, but doing it in your own format. And I love the the coffee and Cody construction kind of combo. <laughs> it's so fun and it's engaging and there's so many directions you can go with it that We'll definitely kind of for the marketing side of things, I'll make sure we post one in the um, in our group, our private group, to make sure you guys can get a feel for what um, coffee con and construction with Cody kind of looks like. But it's something that can easily be um, duplicated for your own company in a simple, simple format and very similar to the book. They ask you answer. So you're doing that fantastically through video, okay. which is awesome. It's Thank one of the times I've seen it. So. Congrats on that. Um, and and to it, kind of it, really, it really is super easy. However, out there listening, it's really easy. If you have a cell phone and an idea, go for it. Cell phone? He said cell phone, idea, tripod, or tripod. $25 tripod from Amazon. Go for it. Yep. Um, get out there and get after it. And I can't, I can't leave marketing without just mentioning our marketing ladies for a minute. If y'all yeah. need somebody, call WebRunner Media. They are great. They're out of Canada. I know they're Canadian, but yes, you can trust them. Um, <laughs> they used to be recommended highly uh, in um, the contractor fight prior to Logan getting his business off the ground. So they were like number two. Hmm, cool. Big shout out to those guys. 
Awesome. Well, we'll Great. definitely make sure to share their information as well for our, our private group that we have on Facebook. Um, so as far as, since we did kind of talk about briefly in, in marketing in regards to the, uh, the finances, um, what have you seen with the growth from COVID for your company in regards to financial gain for the construction side of things? I mean, honestly, COVID's been the best thing that's ever happened to us. People are at home, they're spending more money, they're focused on their house. I mean, and if you're at home, you're super bored, you start looking around, you start wanting to remodel, that paint bothers you behind you, the wood accent yeah. wall's not there, you need it. You know, you're getting after it, right? Uh, yeah. Plus you're stuck in your backyard, you start walking out in your backyard and most people have a really nice house and most builders just forget about the backyard. They've got some Bermuda and a lot of sun. If they live in Texas, they're they're melting and they want to get back in their environment. They can't go to the park and, you know, it's all that. So, yeah. Awesome. So it's um, as far as, you know, <clears throat> definitely you've seen the growth on the business side of it. Has the building materials kind of skyrocketing in price? Has that created any type of roadblock for you all? Is that something that's been difficult to navigate through with your customers? Well, I mean, you, you definitely have that like freak out moment when you go from paying eight dollars a sheet for osb to paying almost 60 and it happens yeah. in like 30 seconds after you've already sold a job <laughs> three months ago and all of a sudden your lumber bill is this big and you're going uh and, and you have everyone has that meeting they go what do we do and you do the simplest yeah. thing you just change your prices take your lumps and move on hopefully you've been you've been watching it but it literally yeah. happened like it was april and prices were normal and it was may right. and boom it jumped and no one really knows why you can you can argue about is it people is it production i mean there's still trees so it's not trees yep <laughs> you might you might you might just say it's like i tell everybody it's like a truck used to be you could buy a ford for three thousand bucks but it's never going to be three thousand bucks again it may go back yep. down to 51 but it's never going to go back to three so you just have to yep. kind of deal with it and <laughs> you know we talk we look at a lot of lumber futures if you guys follow that you can follow it <clears throat> Pretty, pretty easily on NASDAQ and see awesome. it go. Um, it was trading around three, 400 bucks a future and it skyrocketed to about 1500. And that's wow. their first thousand board feet, what they project and what they're buying at and what drove it according to a lot of people we talk to, I do a lot of uh, commercial customers that are remodeling their personal house and commercial guys can't get their guys to come to their house, it's just too small. So they just start talking candidly once they realize I have a brain and. I have a beard or something. I don't know what it is, but um, they just start going on and uh, they're telling me that people were just buying so ravenously because they were building houses so quickly. They had to get the materials there. You know how that goes. You're like, you've yeah. already committed. You can't stop. You have to move forward. So you just pay a little bit extra and you say, we'll figure it out. And then it's become this point. It, it's hit a ceiling. It has to have hit a ceiling because they brought residential housing prices up 120, $150,000 in a matter of six months. Personally, I was going to buy a house. It, it jumped $150,000 in six months. We canceled our contract. That's an insane jump. Like, yeah. I just can't believe it, as a business owner, it will stay that way. Like, you'll have to settle back down to a point. No, it has to, it has to. And everything is followed. Um, except for stone that's the weirdest thing stone and concrete relatively hmm. level wood shingles paint have you heard of the paint shortage they're out of paint now no like Are you serious? sherman williams sherman williams has no paint try to buy one gallon for a customer like yeah we don't know 
Wow. Yeah. And is it's that raw, a function, Cody, do you think of the- raw commodity market. And is it just the manufacturing that shut down because of COVID? I mean, that, that's where my mind goes first, they, right? They the manufacturers a, had to shut down. A little bit. And then they also, there was the giant freeze that hit Texas and froze yeah. all the raw commodities so they were stored outside. Because we've never had a freeze that lasted 10 days. Gosh. Right? So it froze wow. all the paint sitting outside and ruined the paint supply. So yeah, I would say it. there's been I a raw um, a raw shortage for chlorine as well. And that's been a lot of the chlorine industries, you know, whether it's pools, pool cleaning, you know, pressure cleaning, whatever the case may be, the the biggest one was the tablets for um, you know, the pool cleaning side of things was the tablets for mm -hmm. raw shortage. So it's definitely it's definitely hitting all industries, and it's something that we all need to account for. I know I can hear Megan in the back of my head saying, "Raise your prices, raise your prices." I mean, I that's the, that, that's the first that. thing I should do. If anybody's listening, go back to your books, raise it ten percent, and just see if yeah. you don't keep selling. Most people yeah. won't won't even notice. Like, if a tile, if a piece of ceramic tile is a dollar fifty, and suddenly it's a dollar sixty five, no one even blinks. But yeah. that. 15 cents might save you in lot down the road. Who knows? Absolutely. Yes. No, Cody, that's good, good, good advice. You mentioned Tom earlier. So we want to give Tom Reaver a shout out. I'm assuming that's what mm -hmm. he meant, right? <laughs> Tom yeah, Reaver's that's been on the show before. Um, and I watch his group consistently. And he has people, you know, confirming 50% gross margin, 50% gross margin, profit margin. And right. he's constantly encouraging people for that. And again, that's where money really helps to buffer you against some of these changes when the market goes wild like this. You've got a little bit of cushion in your business and you're not living so lean. So um, for those out there listening, it's really important that you get that gross profit margin up so that you can have that you know, comfort level when things go wild like this. <laughs> and does your, does your audience, I'm sure they know what gross profit is, right? So it's... Cost times two makes gross profit. That's like the yeah. quickest, simplest one. And the yeah. reason she's preaching this is because if you shoot for this and then you mess something up, because you probably will if you're bidding by square footage, you'll land somewhere comfortable as opposed yeah. to landing negative, right? And that's the yeah. worst thing in the world is doing a whole job and making no money. Yeah, that's the worst is to pay to have a job, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> pay to have a job. It's the worst. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Tom has been a big influence, especially early on. And um, I am a member of the Shinfu over there as well, which is their selling yeah. program. Um, but I am not a member of the, the rest of it, the bridge, all that. Uh, I just practice on my own customers. I'll be honest. So if anybody's in crazy like me, just practice on your own customers. <laughs> no, it's a great program. Tom's been on before and we're going to try to get um, Steve Schinholzer on. He's on his walkabout through the country. So we're trying to grab him once he's got a time to land and, I heard. and spend some time with us. He's having a good time out there, though. <laughs> I like him. He's a cheeky little fellow. He is. He's super <laughs> cheeky. Tay, you got anything more on money or can I take over? What you do you can think? take over. Um, oh, I think Megan would know uh, that I'm not the best money person, but unless Cody has anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I'm in business to make money. <laughs> like, Number one, make money. Number two, have fun. Regardless yeah, of what else it. it is, you know, those are the two things. And then there's it's, that weird bit. As your business grows, you have to start like people start depending on you. And you're taking care of them. That's a strange thing to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Martha's going to talk. Hopefully you guys can that. all go. Hopefully you guys can all go through all that. That's a weird feeling. Yeah, that is, isn't it? 
Mm -hmm. But Martha will cover that because she wants to talk about people and culture. Okay. I want to talk about systems. So okay. you guys, um, you guys use Builder Trend um, as your CRM. Tell us how Builder Trend has helped change your business, and when did you bring it into your company? Like, what size were you when you decided to introduce technology? Because a lot of people um, wait too long. <laughs> we were small. Uh, my business partner Chris is very into tech and very okay. into systems and. He, I have the ability to keep a thousand things in my head and it sticks there. He yeah. cannot, like he's got a room of like five and then his stuff just starts <laughs> deleting. So if it's not in a system, it's gone. Um, <laughs> I love that. We chose Builder Trend because it could scale with us. And I'll be honest, I both love and hate that program. Um, okay. I, I, am, I am not a systems person. I hate making my own systems because then I have to follow them. So Builder Trend really <laughs> makes my skin crawl. Uh, okay. <laughs> and now we're getting now we're getting bigger and there's all these like to-dos and system checks and we have these meetings yeah. and I feel like we just pass it back and forth a little bit to a point. So that yeah. I'm you know, I I have trouble with that, uh, but I would definitely recommend it. So Builder Trend, it definitely costs per month to own it. It's like 4 yeah. or 500 bucks and you have to keep adding users to it, but it allows you to invoice out of it, it allows you to communicate with customers, put 3D renderings back and forth. Uh, messages, um, and it all sticks there. So like if you're texting customers, my phone will just delete the conversation. So then four years down the road, there's no tracking of that, right? Whereas yeah. Builder Trend messages are there for eternity. So that's really nice. Right. Um, yeah. But to answer your question directly, when we were really small doing about, I was still working another job, we put Builder Trend in. So that's when we Ooh. put it in immediately as our, as our foundation. Um, okay. And then they've merged with the different companies. They're starting to get a little bit better. Co-Construct okay. is who they've merged with. Yeah, yeah, um, I've heard, yeah. And they helped out a lot. And then this last year, we merged in with a company called Hatch. And okay. they are yeah. our speed to lead platform. So how it works for us is the leads come in through Facebook. We're big Facebook sure. marketers. Um, okay. And then through our website. And our website's a big part of it, too. And they'll come through, put a form. And then okay. Hatch will pick them up and give them an instant response like, hey, what's going on? You know, um, click this link to book an appointment right away. And oh, they, okay. they have the ability to click a link and go through Calendly and book an appointment straight away. Um, okay. If they make it to the next morning without doing that, then Julia, our pink caller, will mm -hmm. call them physically and say, hey, we saw you came through. Did you book an appointment? Did you have any questions? Did you get lost? Did you, was just yeah. an immediate <laughs> question that you had? Uh, sure. And then she'll book them manually into that system. So then that feeds back into Builder Trend, and they made an opportunity. So then we can get on the phone with them, and in about five minutes, use our system because you can put pricing in for square footage um, yeah. and a template. So I can say 200 square foot patio, fireplace, concrete, and submit a price out in five minutes and email it to them. And they can have it in front of them while we're on the phone call, and they can read Beautiful. the contract terms, the price, and everything. And I'll say, you know, this is just a ballpark. I mean, you're not a professional measurer, but this will give yeah. you where we're going. So do you like us? Do you trust us? Do we fit your budget? Okay, if so, let's book you an appointment. And we'll go back to yeah. Calendly, book them an appointment. So Hatch, Calendly, Builder Trend have really kind of helped a lot. Wow, that's an incredibly beautiful streamlined system. Um, I know a lot of guys drop customers through the hole when there's no system in place, not just being callers, but if there's no digital system even mm -hmm. for a company or a customer to go through your business and kind of you know interface with your company so that's huge huge helpful 
Um, what other systems are you using? Because you're one of the few construction folks we've had on here. So it's a little bit different than most of our listeners, which are lawn care, landscape, cleaning, house cleaning, mostly interior services. I mean, what else I mean, are you using? It, it, is it though? I mean, we're all in this. We're right. all in the service it industry. Is. It's exactly. a service industry that we're in. Like exactly. I'll tell everyone right now, we build stuff. What we actually sell is we sell love and emotion. Is everyone coming oh. to buy from us is trying to fill some void. And they don't know yeah. it and they won't tell you that. But if you listen to them talk long enough, they're going to say, if I build this patio, me and my wife will spend more time together. Or my yeah. kids will come back for 4th of July. Or yeah. that's what they're buying. They just have no idea what they're buying. Yeah. Wow. So, that's such um, good stuff. <laughs> that's such good stuff. Yeah, that's if great. You just on that, and it's, but that's what all your other people are buying too. They're buying that clean house so they feel special or that right, exactly. cut lawn so they feel better or whatever. Um, yeah. But other systems, uh, we have a sales team that helps us because we can only do it okay. at we're, we're only but one man, right? Um, our <laughs> marketing team is a system in its own. They generate leads for us. They track our landing pages. Um, they can show you where they click. So everything's a fine science to show you where it goes and how to make new ads that fit. Wow. And then they tell me what to put out organically or what to focus on. Like they don't know what to say, but they'll say, these are generating more clicks. Say more of this stuff. Um, wow. and that will help you help you get more clicks. Um, and, and it's funny because a lot of business owners don't want to invest in those systems. They think, okay, I don't want to outsource it. It seems like it's a really big number. I'm afraid of that. But what you're, what I'm hearing you say is that they give you such good direction that they actually probably pay for themselves in right. the increased revenue and, that you're gaining based on utilizing them as experts, right? Mm -hmm. And as a, as a business owner, you have to say to yourself, if I can spend 5,000 and make 250, I will spend yeah. 10 and make five. I will spend 15 and yeah. make 750 if you can keep up with the system. And they're actually what spurred us into hiring y'all. So yeah. <laughs> the marketing company was like, you're getting all these leads, but I was calling them manually myself. And then uh -huh. I would get distracted and go to sales things. And so it was too long. The turnover was five to seven days. So they were falling off. They said, you have yeah. to get faster. You have to either yeah. hire someone in house or hire someone out of house. And that's what pushed us finally. Cause I called your husband wow. a couple of times before we actually hired. So you can oh, send crazy. them a bouquet or a gift card or I something. I should. <laughs> I should. I should send them some of my business. I didn't realize that that's how you came through the door. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. They're like, you that's have awesome. to get more efficient because you can't hit your goals. Yeah. And yeah. they, because they'll break it down for us mathematically. They'll say you need so many leads that it, because yeah. your close percentage is X. Here's how many leads mm -hmm. you want. Here's what you have to have. Here's the volume you need to answer them. Here's when yeah. you can hire a sales guy. And they'll work us backwards through it. The left to right thinking everybody yeah. talks about. Yeah, that's hugely beneficial. No, we we have several of our clients that want to either scale their business to sell or scale their business to do something else. They're pivoting through their company or they're obtaining another company. Um, okay. And having that data is so important. We call it operation freedom around here when we have a client that's on that track. And we say, okay, what can we outsource for you? How can we get you closer to operation freedom? And it's just like bolting on these additional vendors or additional services can get you there so much faster. Like Brandon Vaughn says, it's called compressing time, right? If you can compress mm -hmm. time, you can get there quicker. And it's just a matter of making that investment correctly. So it sounds like these guys are on the ball. I'm going to totally reach out to them. 
I'm going to reach out to you on Slack after we're done here and talk to you about it directly. But um, I promised Julia that I would give her a tiny little shout out while we're online because she's watching. Um, she's your pink collar that takes mm -hmm. care of you every day. So hi, Julia, you're doing an awesome job. Um, and that segues us good to people. And Martha's going to talk to you about people and company culture and all that cool stuff. Thank you, Cody, so much. Of course. <laughs> so Cody, um, did you start out doing the work all yourself and then evolve into hiring people or how'd that work? Um, I guess if you want to know the real story, I didn't come from construction. I came from restaurant and hospitality. Um, okay. I, have a I have a culinary degree. I ran a restaurant for five or 10 years. I ran a Whole Foods, a seafood department, um, uh, all that kind of stuff. My dad was in construction. Uh -huh. uh, he was a bricklayer in the 80s in Houston. And it was super booming then. He was making like 25 bucks an hour. And it was the 80s. He was yeah. rich, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically. But the problem with that is, is laborers don't really get a lot of pay raises. So they have to volume themselves into more money, right? Because bricklayers are still making about 25 bucks an hour. Um, mm -hmm. So when we first started, yes, we were doing all the work ourselves. Because it started, I wanted to put a patio on my house. I had a little patio. I wanted to make an extension. I called around to ask you guys what it would cost. They told me some number. I don't even remember what it was. But I was like, that sounds like a lot of money. I'll build it myself. So I went and got the wood and built it and put the shingles on. And um, it, it's still there. It's standing. It's pretty. It's not what we do now. It's not anywhere near the level of stuff that we do. Uh, we built the outdoor kitchen. Me and Chris, like, playing around off of watching uh, YouTube videos and calling my dad a few times, like, how do you mix mortar? Because he used to be a bricklayer. You know, what was I doing? And can I borrow a trowel and that kind of stuff? Uh, we did it in the weekends, and I have photos of, like, my kids, like, helping me excavate to put the concrete and that kind of thing. Um, and then we started – someone saw that Facebook. I posted on Facebook the patio, and a friend of mine saw it and said, hey, can you set fence posts for me? So we started setting some fence posts. And it was the weirdest gig because they wanted them not to be straight. They were in a forest. They wanted it to look organic. And I was like, well, I guess I can do that. So I was out there just kind of <laughs> going to town, making making semi-straight lines. And uh, the fence guys are going to kill me for that. Um, <laughs> they're going to roast me so bad. Um, and then we just started um, uh, marketing a little bit. We went to HomeAdvisor. Uh, that was our first stop was HomeAdvisor. Uh, and I will tell you they can be a great tool, but they can also bleed you dry, so be careful. Um, and then we did our own work for about a year and a half, and Chris is my business partner. He's like, we got to stop. We're not efficient. Like, this should have taken us four days, and we were on a patio for, like, two weeks. He's like, it's beautiful. We should have been done four days ago. And so we put it out into the universe, what we're looking for. And I showed up to a client's house like 15 minutes early and ran into a carpenter who was unloading stuff out of his trailer. And I just got up and walked over to him. And he was like, who are you? And why are you talking to me? <laughs> Basically, like, he's like, I'm okay. Yeah, I might, I might be willing. Do you have plans? And he goes, I don't know how you found me. I'm never in residential work. I'm never in this neighborhood. I only do new builds. You're the luckiest person that I've met in a while. Uh, and that was a Mr. Mr. Ron Slovak and he started building for us. Um, and then I went back to my restaurant trades and went back to some of the guys I knew from there and they were tired of restaurants cause they were, mm. they had families and they're tired of working nights and holidays and they kind of know people and they talk and 
I was like, hey, do you know anybody that does carpentry? Do you know anybody that does concrete? Do you know anybody that does X? And he's like, well, actually, you know, because <laughs> he hangs out at his barber shop or whatever, or, you know, down at the grocery store and they chat and those barbecues. And that's how it kind of started going. And what these guys found is we would pay them. We didn't negotiate on price hardly ever. We would say, what do you want to make? And they would define their own worth. And they would say 15 bucks, 20 bucks a square foot, whatever it was. And we would just change our price. We would, the first one, we would take the hit. The second one, we would just move the price up and go from there. So they were getting whatever they wanted. So they were very happy. So suddenly their schedule got clear. Like if I call them, they're like, yeah, yeah I'm not working for this guy. I'm working for you. And they would just yeah. leave the job site and go build it <laughs> and come back to the other guys. Yeah. Because it's wow. right now a lot of GCs are very aggressive with their subcontractors on their pricing models. <clears throat> and it's interesting because they talk about wanting to make their margin, but they refuse to let their other guys make their margin. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys know about subcontractors. They're really good at what they do, but there's usually something just a little bit off about them. Like they just, they're just not quite uh, streamlined society. They're a little bit, you know, rough and tumble. So <laughs> if you can work with that, then they're, they're willing to work with you. Did yeah. I answer your question or did you get way off tangent there? <laughs> no, great. no, that was good. And I was sitting there thinking about a relative that I have that has subcontractors working for him and they never show. And I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I think Cody well, just identified the reason. <laughs> I mean, it's but, a little, it's a little bit of that, and a little bit of there's too much work out there. Um, I mean, yeah. it's the, the market's completely saturated with stuff to do and stuff to build. There's only so many people because for literally two generations, we've been pushing people to go to college, right? Yeah. Tom talks about this. You guys talk about it. Yeah. I have friends that went to college. They have sixty, eighty thousand dollars in debt. Their job pays them like fifteen bucks an hour. Like, so does Whole Foods without a college career. You know, like. So there's that whole like bad taste in your mouth and the tradesmen aren't there. And then I have friends of mine that are plumbers making six figures right out of school. Electricians making six figures right out of school and they work nine to five, you know, Monday through Friday, if that, right? If mm -hmm. that. So yeah. a big push for anybody that's got kids, send them to trades. Maybe, maybe college isn't for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It, it is, uh, it is interesting because that mind shift is definitely changing and it used to be just a given that if you were going to be successful, you go to college and, mm -hmm. and, you know, we hang around a bunch of entrepreneurs. So I don't know if like my bubble Wave is small. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I, I know I had a master's in business and degree in physical therapy and my mother fell over dead when I told her I was opening a maid service. She she <laughs> wouldn't tell anybody for years what I did. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I laughed. I thought it was funny because, you know, I knew it had lots of possibilities. So I, I that's great. But I did want to ask you, Cody. So you said COVID was the best thing that happened to your business. And I, I know you're separating out the bad stuff at COVID, but as far as financially, it was great for your business. Mm -hmm. 
what about employees? Because in our world, so many people, in fact, I saw somebody post on Facebook yesterday that owns a maid service that, I mean, she literally, a business she had run for at least 10 years, probably longer, she's ready to walk away from because of the employee shortage. Have you experienced that? And if not, how are you getting around it? Uh, employee shortage? No, not really, because we don't believe in employees. Uh, we have a like a handful. Well, We've got good. our. Um, <laughs> we work in mostly exteriors, but like we we do a lot of interior work. I won't I won't discount that at all. Maybe twenty five percent. But the people we work with in interiors, they're very high end budget wise, and they're mm -hmm. very interested in something very particular. The only interior job we're doing right now is a complete smart bathroom. So Alexa will turn everything on when it's over and done with wow. the shower, wow. the toilet, the sink, the lights, everything. So that's wow. that's that one client over there. Everybody else is outside. So the workers are not afraid to go work outside because it's so, what they say they talk about it and it's an interior the transmission's mostly inside, right? So if you're outside in the sunshine working with your friends and family, because most of them are family crews. Right, it's a dad and like a son or an uncle or something like that. Um, that's the way they're able to find their their tradespeople uh, because what son wouldn't go work for their dad and make twenty five bucks an hour? Um, hmm. You know what I mean? So they're gonna go work for their dad and then help out, right? Or their uncle's gonna come over and work with them, and it's a family thing, so they can depend on them. Um, so then the they'll go work outside and not be afraid. We actually had a client that tested positive for COVID when one of the and they informed us when one of the crews is outside working. And I said, Well, uh, don't go outside and I'll call them and let them know. And if they freak out, you'll know what happened. Like yeah. there's probably just nobody there. And uh, you know, they didn't. They were like, Well, they never came out, they went, you know, back inside. Um, it's just kind of one of those things you have to to push through, if you will, we can't, right. we can't stop. We can't shut down. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't. I don't trust the government to pay all my bills. I'm. I'm mm, those stimulus checks <laughs> stop soon. You know. <laughs> true. True. Uh, but yeah. So you are in a little bit different situation working with subcontractors versus trying to bring on. W-2 employees. Um, but I mean, we all have our, we all have our things, you know, different. I mean, tell her to pay people. Changes. How about she What's that? ask her, ask her, tell her to raise her payroll. Tell her everyone on her staff, give them five more bucks an hour and see if they don't start bringing yeah. people over. See if they start right. bringing them in and then just go to their clients and say, sorry, the rates are going up. Yeah, there's a there's an example. I don't know who's talking about it, but it was a lawn care guy and he was charging 25 bucks an hour because that was the ceiling. Well, Tom, yeah. I think it was Tom told him raise it to 50 to actually make some money. He lost 15 customers, makes more money now. You know, maybe it'll be better for her in the long run. And right. she can do a little bit more. Maybe she can leave a little, you know, air freshener and chocolate out for him and yeah. raise her quality of service or something. And, and that'll make all the difference. I don't know. I've never run a maid business, but I do have a maid that works for me and she's busy as all get out. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Ever. 
She's yeah. picking up clients and, every day. So someone will say, hey, can you clean my house? I may just quit. Yep. Really? Mm -hmm. I, so. the, the business is definitely there. And you're right. If she hasn't already, the business is there. And there's lots of room to raise prices to then go shift that to payroll if she hasn't already done that. I, I know I have done that. I raise payroll more than I ever have in yeah. my company's history and we shifted the prices to accommodate that and we might have lost one or two people not much you know it was and there you know it's a great time because there we have people on the waiting list that i knew you know you don't have to be too too brave to go raise those prices because You've got a whole list of people you can call if somebody doesn't like it. Sure. True. We've got so true. <laughs> it's, it's a little scary, but yeah, you have to kind of do it. You have to kind of jump out there. Right. <laughs> right. So, okay, Tay, do you want to start? Uh, Cody, we do homework. We assign homework. <laughs> and um, I don't know if we're assigning any finance homework today, but typically we each assign homework and then we tell our listeners, just pick one thing. You know, we don't want them to try to get five different things to work on or they'll do nothing. So yeah. <laughs> this podcast is all about being, you know, moving the needle in your company and picking that one thing that will move the needle for your company. So I'll pass it back to Tay and she'll assign us some homework. Awesome. Well, mine's gonna be pretty simple. Uh, take your camera on your lovely cell phone <laughs> device. Let me find mine here. This lovely guy, pop it up in front of you. Pick one question this week that you get asked constantly on the phone. And that question, take one minute recording of how you can answer it and how you can then put that on your social media, your YouTube page, and even your website. Because that one question can end up saving you multiple minutes of time over the days and weeks of a month. So if you really kind of compile that together, you could end up saving in you know a half a day by the end of the month by just having that one question answered on your social media and on your website and YouTube pages. So. I'm also gonna drop um, Cody's links to his videos so you can see how simple he makes it. He makes it fun, he makes it engaging, he shows his personality. It's, he created a fun tagline. I mean, coffee and construction with Cody, like the three C's, he's got it covered. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so make it fun, make it engaging, and just pick one question, make one video, and post that on your social media, YouTube, or website this week. I'm gonna suggest and it's be more efficient, they answer five questions at the same time Ooh. and then Ooh. post them over the next five weeks. It'll take you five Ooh, minutes, takes more yeah. time to set up the camera than answer the question. Okay, Co Cody, the guys. you're doing five questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I can hear Megan all the way from Kenya saying for everybody's homework for finance to look at your prices and just raise them. Now is the 
great time. It's the end of summer, beginning of school. People are focused on getting their kids back in school or maybe even having their kids at home for school. So everyone's really busy on focusing on their stuff right now. This is a perfect time for you to pivot. And if your prices are on your website, which is also a huge Tom Reber thing, make sure that you post those correctly on your website. And so I'm sure that that's what Megan would say is, increase your prices. Now's a great time. So that's your finance homework. And then for systems homework, I'm going to have everybody look at their business and see what sort of bolt-on company can they put on it. Is there a marketing company out there? Is there a service like ours, Pink Collars, that you can bolt on? Is there something that you can add that can shrink time to the goals that you've set for your company? Um, end of August, first of September is a great time to look at those things. So to get your uh, year looking really strong for the end of the year. So I'm gonna have you look at some of those outside companies this week. And I, originally was going to say raise your prices so you can raise your <laughs> wages. However, we're huge Marcus Sheridan fans here as well. He's actually been a guest on our show. And um, so people are probably familiar, probably haven't done it, but are probably familiar with the they ask you answer concept. I'm going to take it and pivot it for employees and you can do the very same thing on an employment page on your website and your employees also have questions about what it's like to work there. And so you can go in and, you know, particularly take your current employees and ask them, what were you wanting to know about before you came to work at the company? What's your favorite thing about working at this company? And then transition those to questions. You know, how much time off will I get? Um, how, what will I get paid? You know, those are all questions that the people want to know. And then not only are you answering their questions, but the people who apply, they have already vetted you and know that they're interested in you. So you'll get better applicants. So take what Cody said and <laughs> put it, put it in for employees. Ooh, I like that one. That one's good. That's a good one. Cody, do you have any homework to share or have we buried the, our poor listeners in that? <laughs> um, go out there and take a chance. Whatever you've been thinking about, just go ahead and do it. Worst that happens oh, is maybe you'll fail, but you probably won't. You'll probably succeed and you'll be better off. Yeah. So, so good. That's a good one. I like it. That's a good one. And I like what you said about it doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, people respond better to natural you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right? Yeah. You have to be a little raw out there and it's better done's better than perfect so just go out and do something yep you know yeah that's good and that's perfect because that aligns with our quote of the week which i just chose and it is be willing to take a chance because you never know how perfect something could turn out to be so true there you go awesome well, thank you cody so much for coming by we really appreciated your time today i hope everybody grabs some value from today's episode and we cannot wait to see everyone in person 
we only have 10 days to the huge convention in Atlanta. So if you're planning on visiting us, please come by. We're at booth 311 and say hi to us. And Cody, Martha and I are going to be in Dallas in November. So I feel like we might have to have some coffee time with Cody yeah, while we're in your neck of the woods. So we'll make that sounds sure like a great plan. Yeah, we'll make sure to reach out and so come visit you. <laughs> um, we need to remind listeners, we're not going to be on next Tuesday because right. we'll be traveling to Atlanta and then right. we'll actually be live from Atlanta on Friday instead. On Friday. So look for that announcement. Okay, awesome. Thank you, All everybody. Right, thank you, and have Cody. a great day today. All right. Thank you, guys. Keep fighting. Bye, everyone. There. Okay, bye. <laughs> Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.